Welcome to the Skeptic Wire. November 2nd, 2011. This is episode 30 of the Skeptic Wire podcast. I'm David Harcourt, joined as always by Gary Lawn, Greg Perrine, Excelsior, and Donna Swafford. Hello. Hello, everyone. Did, Hello. Everyone, have a, did everyone have a nice Halloween? I have crap loads of Tootsie Rolls yeah. left <laughs> over. That's just because you didn't give out any you yeah, were a no, miser whenever the kids would come up I'd kick them away and they're mine <laughs> I was on a pretty yes, but aren't high. they kind of schizophrenic because they keep calling your name I keep calling Gary they do all day all day long I've been hearing them psychically calling me you know what and so I'm going to um, try out for, for the Randy's one million dollar prize but because I can hear Tootsie Rolls calling me <laughs> Okay. Well, I had a, you probably stand a better chance of winning than any of the others. I think so. Mine is demonstrable. Well, who, well other people have to hear it. For, for you know, no, no, that's not true. All yeah. I have to do is see which which box has the Tootsie Rolls. But what are the Tootsie oh. Rolls telling you that the James uh, Randy Foundation can test? Basically, them. they go, eat me. So you're going to walk up to James Randy and say, eat me? And that's... No, I wouldn't know. That's what the Tootsie Rolls say. They oh, okay. give themselves away. That's where yeah, they're at. Exactly. <laughs> they can't help themselves. On the other hand, if it, if it was like cookies or something, they'd do the same thing. It's pretty bad. I'm, I've got a sweet tooth. Yeah, yeah. Craig? It's tough to do with. I had a fun little incident happen. Um, I was giving out candy, and uh, one kid, you know, preteen or whatever, came up to the door, gave him a piece of candy, and he said, thank you, and all right, have a good night. And uh, the kid was dressed in kind of a military fatigue jacket with a plastic rifle with the orange top on the end and then like a baseball cap or something like that. And he, the kid asked me, hey, you know, do you know what I'm dressed up as? And I really had no clue whatsoever because I guess he had something specific in mind than just army guy. So I looked closer at his costume without being a creepy old dude. And the nameplate on his fatigue jacket said Dawkins. <laughs> and so I looked at it for another second more. I just couldn't think of anything else. And I said, Richard Dawkins? <laughs> Militant atheist? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And he's like, oh, no, uh, do you play video games? And, oh, uh, no, I guess not. Yeah. So I don't know what it is, but have a good night. So <laughs> I kind of had a ghostly visit from Richard Dawkins this Halloween. <laughs> I, I don't have any Halloween uh, uh, special stories. But you I was just mean to rude kids. Oh, that's you went went out trick or treating. I did. I did. <laughs> You're a little old for well, that. Well, I supervised some trick or treating. Oh, yes. so that's perfectly acceptable. And then made sure that certain pieces of candy were acceptable. <laughs> well, you that take, one looks dangerous. The, the supervisor takes a cut. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. So okay, it especially was the chocolate peanut butter stuff, you know. But it's yeah, over. Yeah, you know, because those could, you know, have razor blades in them. you got to check and make sure. <laughs> you okay. got to have a representative sample. What do we got this week? Um, we had some really good news just came out. Surprisingly good news about the James Webb, Webb Telescope. Yay! Yay! Congress has uh, passed uh, a bill saying that they're going to fund it. Wow. It appears. Yep. I'm so super excited about that because I like space and I like telescopes. And I, like I like space, space. telescopes. 
Me too. I think, in my opinion, I would rather see a big telescope go up there than man's man flight. If, if we had a choice, if we had a choice like between one telescope, and let's, let's say, unless let's it say, was me, and let's, let's if say they're <laughs> setting me up, I would, I'd yeah, go if for it that. Yeah, me, filter. sure. But if you had to choose between, say, three man flights and or three telescopes and one man flight. Right, uh, right. But then, the, then the longer science would be better. Yeah, because well, I, like, they, I like the cosmology. The, the same know? bill also um, allotted money for the for NASA of seventeen point nine billion, which was about half a million less than the original two thousand eleven level. So they did get a cut. Um, but you know, it does fully fund NASA for manned space flight and um, for other missions, scientific missions, and you know the the National Oceanic Administration of something or other. Um, <laughs> yes. So, okay. But yeah, they said it's it's funded. We'll see if they actually find the money for it. And when uh, is it supposed to be built? Uh, it's supposed to launch in 2018. Launch in 2018. Okay. So yay, Ooh. science. Yay, we're excited, but we have few to wait. Few short more uh, years. Yeah. Okay. A few more we, short years. And in other good news here in Texas. Yes, we'd like to, the Skeptic Choir would like to send out a big heartfelt congratulations to Matt Dillahunty and Beth Presswood, who were married this weekend. Congratulations to the Atheist Experience and... All those folk. And, and to them And Ra officiated. Uh, yes. Yep. So. And the Texas Free Thought Convention on Facebook was there. That would be Paul. <laughs> Not the entire convention. <laughs> right, that, yeah. Not all 800 And okay, a lot of people so, were actually watching it online. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah, they streamed it online. Oh, they streamed it. That's they cool. Did. Okay. Well, congratulations, guys. Um, we had a story uh, recently, uh, last week, about fracking. And uh, we have uh, there was another fracking incident that Gary wants to fill us in on. Greg, Greg wants to fill us in on yeah. <laughs> One of them. I'm not entirely sure when the incident actually happened. There might have been a few incidents. I think it was April and May, something like that, of this year. But apparently, um, out in London, um, well, uh, Blackpool, sorry, in England, they've been reporting a couple of 1.5 or 2.3 Richter scale level seismic events that people are saying is associated with fracking. And, you know, last week's discussion, you know, I came from the point of view of reading some of people's science opinions that because shale rock, which is what contains the natural gas, is is crumbly enough on its own that it can't withstand earthquake pressures in the, in the first place. But this was in Scientific American, and we'll post this article to the Facebook page, saying that there are more and more people who, th you know, who think that some seismic events are associated with fracking. So, and in this particular case, it was in fact the the firm that, that was doing the drilling, uh, Quadrilla Resources. They're the ones that that brought that said this. Said that it might that, be a possibility. Yeah, it's a very good possibility that it was the fracking that caused that. So it's possible that the the science I got was wrong, but um, it's you know there's now this one was in Europe somewhere. Yeah, right? I mean Blackpool. we're not talking about here, but this Blackpool, was, England. Yeah, yeah. okay. Um, and you know, it, there, you probably, there are plenty of other. You can probably other... draw comparisons between yeah. the Earth type that's <laughs> that they're drilling over there with the Earth type that they're drilling over on this side of the planet. Yes, it's all shale rock. I'm just but... saying that the drillers <laughs> in England kind of fessed up and said, "We, this is Man, probably us." Correct. Yeah, but it, they may just be conservative, saying yes, they're seismic events, which is not the same thing as a full blown earthquake. Hmm, right. If it it caused some shaking in the ground. 
which may be a possibility, but it's small, it's light, it's a little bit. You can barely notice it, especially if you lived in Los Angeles for any time. But I'm wondering, I'm wondering if, if they can also start causing uh, sinkholes and stuff to happen. Because okay, you're, you're, you're filling up the shale. This is all speculation on my point, of course, because I'm you're not. You're basically in, in pumping you're not water, a geologist. And, water right. and sand into the shale to break it up Correct. so that that sand keeps... Pushes. No, so the sand keeps the shale apart when it's cracked up so that the gas can escape okay, right. because shale is not porous. Okay. All right. So so after they leave it, then maybe it starts shifting elsewhere Something leaks now. out. Because you've, you've yeah. changed the environment yeah. that, that was originally there. So it's possible that other things can happen. And there, there are plenty <laughs> of criticisms of fracking that we did not discuss. Things like you know using all this water where we have water shortages places – what chemicals are involved, even if there's not a lot. You know, there, there's something to be said about criticisms, but we just talked about earthquakes, and and we'll see what the fin- the science finally says. You know, don't believe us as experts on, well, anything. Maybe you, maybe done on archaeology and, but, uh, and anthropology, but not so much anything else. But So go out there and read what you can find. <laughs> No, certainly not, not on being a woman. I'm sorry, <laughs> I forgot to add the part of that sentence where I said, "For the all of us, not, certainly not for anything else." Oh, okay, God, moving she's... on. You know, I've got a quick update. Yes, please because... move on. Please move on. Harumph, because harumph. I, I wanted to make sure I update the listeners because we left off on this story about I don't remember maybe three, three or four weeks ago. We were talking about the change of rules in the UK. Um, and they're going to start allowing uh, homosexual men to donate blood, which is not allowed here. It wasn't in, allowed in there. any way, shape, or form. And, and there, uh, it's they being allowed. They change the rules, yeah. and they're going to they're going to allow it. And we kind of speculated. I wonder if that means if U.S. is going to follow suit. And I just wanted to answer that question in the negative. Uh, there was apparently an article, not. <laughs> there was there was an article today that said that the um, uh, we are not going to allow homosexual men to to. But we're going to be more cautious yeah. than Europe. UK. I mean, Europe was being really cautious in saying you can't have had basically homosexual sex in the last year or something like that, which is, you know, asking a guy to go a year without sex is really saying something. Um, but at least they're kind of saying, well, there's a possibility. United States just, nope, never. Yeah. If you ever so, touched another man's butt, you're not allowed. So that's all I want to say about that. Football players are out, man. <laughs> um, Baseball players, they slap each other's ass. Now, is that... Okay, Greg, you have an update on the um, FLDS. Yes, the the fundamentalist Latter-day Saints cult that we have out here in Texas, the Yearning for Zion Ranch that we've talked about extensively. About like 10 podcasts ago, we, we went into depth about the Warren Jeffs trial. But every, it seems like every other week we have another member of that cult who's been going on trial. And this week's winner is Frederick Merrill Jessup. He was... Um, I think he should be on trial just for having that name. Yeah, he, he used to be um, a week. bishop within the, um, the Yearning for Zion group, but apparently... Did he get rings in the really cool row? I, I, all I know is he's on trial for being the one the to hand? officiate over yeah, one of hand. Warren Jeff's marriages to the underage girls. So it's nothing uh, for actually having sex himself with a young girl, but apparently this guy's a complete bastard that, because <laughs> not just doing this marriage, but he's also, he was ordered to pay nearly $150,000 last year in back child support. 
um, because his wow. his ex-wife Carolyn left the FLDS and wrote the book Escape, talking about how she and her children got out of the cult. Wow. So, yeah. So we'll, I'll, I'll post a link to the little story on this. And, and yeah, we'll mention more of these bastards each week as soon as they go on trial. There's, there's actually a Jessup Lane here in San Antonio. I, I found that the other day. Curious. Yes, huh. I thought so, too. Well, hey, I know that name. But okay. And something else we're going to be posting is this nice little interview with Mason Crumpacker. Who that, that's the little girl that um, uh, Christopher Hitchens uh, spoke to. Yes. The reading the list. They made gave her the everybody list. in that room jealous of an eight-year-old. I know. And nine, it's a wonderful little interview. They actually... He, um, Someone sat down and interviewed her, asked her a lot of questions, and she had so much poise. And, uh, yeah, Dallas, Dallas really, Morning News. Um, very good answers. Some of them are just hilarious. Like when he asks, um, have you, you know, what do you think of Hitchens and his writing? And what did she say? She yes. said, I haven't read Christopher Hitchens. I'm nine. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe not in that tone of voice, but that's, I haven't read him. I'm, I'm nine. nine. What, yeah. what are you thinking? <laughs> well, she's read some things. No, who knows? Well, you know, speaking of Mason Crumpacker and the Texas Free Thought Convention, the um, Australian Dateline oh, yeah. episode is up. Um, we will link it on the blog. We'll I'm link it, it on the Facebook. <laughs> yes. And that's the important thing, that one of the people in this Skeptic Wire, especially David, is in this video. For about a quarter of a second, but it's real close up. So. And we can add a link to our Facebook page, right? Yes. So the the interview and some of that footage some of the footage was filmed by Don, including the Richard Dawkins interview. Very nice, Don. You go, Very nice. girl, with your bad self. <laughs> so we'll we'll post the link to that Australian Dateline um, show and also the in the the posting of the interview with um, Mason Crumpacker. Uh, and that's actually off the Why Evolution Is True blog. But uh, we'll post the link and uh, go read Which it. Which is a it's, great blog. That's, yes. that's one blog that I make sure I always catch. Which is? Uh, Why Evolution is True. Oh, yeah, Jerry Coyne's blog. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> uh, Greg, um, recent almost Supreme Court uh, case. Yeah, it was almost a Supreme Court case, but it didn't make it that far. On Monday, the Supreme Court on an 8-to-1 vote, or a 1-to-8 vote, I guess, depending on how you look at it, um, rejected uh, eight of the justice, eight of the nine justices rejected taking a case that started in Utah, where um, the Utah Highway, Highway Patrol um, Association, I, I assume, um, basically using private funds paid to put up memorial crosses where highway patrolmen had died in the line of duty. And, and these aren't the little crosses. No, these are... These are huge. Weren't they like eight feet tall? Eight foot tall, two feet, you know, six feet across, that kind of thing. Big on old On public white, lands. On pub, um, there were 14 put up, three were on pu private land, 11 were on public land. Okay. So these were about the public land crosses. And, and didn't it also include the little highway patrol symbol? Yes. Very... Small. So this is the only small thing in the, it. <laughs> the cross had, I think, across the, the the middle piece, the name of the officer, when they died, and the beehive symbol of the Utah State Patrol. So not only is it on public land, it's a religious symbol, and we'll get into that later, um, with a state government seal on it. 
basically connecting a religious symbol with government. And why did they think this was not a problem? Um, <laughs> basically, it, it goes back to the a lot of people. It's it's the the default position of people who are Christians thinking, well, this is just a symbol to memorialize the dead, mm-hmm. to honor the dead, and and you know that kind of thing. But unfortunately, that's just a default position, assuming that everybody else feels the same way as you do. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't, we don't know what the actual religious preference of any of these, uh, 14 officers actually were. We don't, I don't think any of them were Jewish because none of the families came forward to say, Hey, why are you putting a cross to memorialize a Jewish person? But either way, um, it seems like state by state, they they have a lot of different rules for these kind of roadside crosses, right? Because I've seen it, some states allow them, like where people die on the highway, they allow yeah. crosses. Well, Here, well some, sometimes that's just someone privately putting up a cross yeah. where their uncle died. Yeah. Um, and But there, there's a lot of mixed precedents about crosses as memorials, kind of like we talked a couple of weeks ago about the uh, Iron Girder cross that people want to include in the 9-11 memorial. Um, that sort of thing yep. where it's it's yep. it's a dicey issue. And just like the Ten Commandments in courthouses, it there's lots of different precedents where I, there's a in, – in reading up on the story, a lot of people mention the fact that I think it was in 2005, on the same day, the Supreme Court um, basically knocked down one copy of the, the Ten Commandments being displayed on public lands – but upheld the t- public the Ten Commandments on lands in Austin, mm-hmm. on public lands, because of they were talking about the context argument yeah. of if it's within it's with other documents and symbols it's right. okay, and it's just really a mixed message. And the thing is, I don't always agree with Clarence Thomas. Uh, he was the one dissenting opinion. He wanted to take up this case because he wanted to set some precedents on this because it's so mixed amongst all the different states and municipalities. So this had already been through an appeals, correct? So there was a lawsuit. There was a lawsuit. Originally, the case went against American Atheist, and they said it was, no, it's fine, it's just a memorial symbol, don't worry about it. The American Atheist appealed, and it was, I think, a three-judge panel, and they said, no, a reasonable observer driving by at 55 miles an hour is just going to see cross. Right, they're big crosses. Yeah. And they're not going to see it's a memorial to a slain police and, officer. Either. You know, they they used a lot of, um, you know, a language along the lines of to a reasonable observer would convey that the state of Utah was endorsing Christianity because yeah. it, they said it's the preeminent symbol of Christianity. Yeah. As many people has, have fishes on the back of their car, you think of Christianity yeah. when you think of a cross. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it's it's yeah the, it, the 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 idea that that could be a secular symbol is is beyond me. Yeah, it's a cross. It's and a, a lot yeah, of it, especially like you know if it's you know like two thirds of the way up, that's not a plus sign, people. It's a cross. <laughs> okay. I mean, a lot of times uh, supporters of this kind of thing will say, well, in Arlington National Ceremony we have crosses, yeah, but we also have stars of David. Yeah. Well, that's because they're because individual graves of the individual soldiers, and they have yep. the choice of what their graves do. Well, these are yeah. individual markers for right. these fallen right. people. And is but the it, United States it, recognizing that they died for the country? It is a private yeah. organization putting them up, not the government. 
Because isn't it the Highway Patrol Association or something? Oh, you're talking about them. Yeah. Yeah. But it's the same problem with someone using private money to put up the Ten Commandments in a courthouse all by its lonesome saying, you know, our laws are based on Christianity and, you know, Judeo-Christian blah, blah, blah. Even if it's private money, it's still on public land. And that's... Okay. Unfortunately, you get the people screaming, you're trying to take religion out of everything. It's no, no. out of public lands, yeah. public so endorsement. So the Supreme Court said, we're not going to touch this. And yes. so what we end up with now is a lot of mixed rulings. Yeah, there's, there's, it's a victory for the atheists and American atheists and all that, but it doesn't help clarify any other cases. Yeah. Well, I mean, that sets some kind of precedent, doesn't it? No, Not because really. they, they didn't hear it. Well, I mean, within the jurisdiction, well, within the jurisdiction of Utah, yes, this three-judge panel was the highest level, and they said it's and a Christian symbol. That's probably a multi-state uh, appeals. Well, not necessarily, because it can go from state supreme court to um, U.S. Supreme Court. It can bypass like Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals. Okay. Well, okay. Well, interesting yeah. case. I mean, um, separation of church and state. I say. I say it was a good decision in the end. I don't think we should have those crosses yeah. up there. I, I just realized I that if it, ever, if it got to the Supreme Court, it might be a more dicey situation because of the conservative makeup of this court. So in one way, it would be nice to have actual decisions on this, but on the other side, i kind of be scared of how it would turn out. <laughs> just hold off. Yeah, Wait but I mean, the, the flip side of that is, is that for – because has anybody read the reasoning behind why they decided not to hear it? Because I mean, usually they'll they, they reference. They didn't give any. They didn't. Because usually they'll be referenced and basically saying, you know, such and such court decided this correctly. The, yeah, and then it was, because you're they'll right, fall because back. Because then, then they use that. Then that becomes right. the precedent. Well, the, the the only written account on this was Clarence Tom, uh, Thomas's yeah. dissent. He wrote a 19-page dissent, which people are saying is kind of unusual. And that's the only thing that came out on this yeah. because they did. The rest of the eight judges did not comment. I think you're right, Don. If they don't hear it, that could become right. Then it, they, it, it can they, be an argument, say, you know, but it, it's not a specific lawsuit that can be referred to. Well, no, because they can refer to the previous lawsuit. Right, but that didn't reach the Supreme Court, which is the problem. Yeah, but mm-hmm. states use other states Supreme or states use other state decisions. Law decisions. I mean, Utah can use a decision, for, you know, California versus, you know, Boxcar Willie. I don't know, you know, as but, a, a whatever decision was rendered, that can be used as a in precedent. an argument. Right. American you know, atheists saying, will use this as it an would, example. It would be a sure. heck of a lot stronger if it was an actual mm-hmm. precedence at the federal level instead of at the state level. Right. Yeah. So, you know, case by case basis. uh, It looks like we're going to have more fights on crosses and Ten Commandments and stuff. It's going to go on forever. If we look look at the political makeup right now, these fights are going to be going on regardless. Well, they're going on right now. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking Um, of. Because this leads into. uh, We've been talking about the White House petitions the last couple of weeks. Um. You mean and, their lack of response? Well, they they just started releasing responses uh, this week. They released uh, five or seven or nine or something like yeah, that. Yeah, like that. Um, and one of the petitions that got a lot of signatures um, was religion in the public square. 
And it was basically saying, edit the Pledge of Allegiance and remove the phrase under God. And also uh, remove under God from, from the money. Okay. Now, so two different petitions, correct? Correct. Uh, yeah. It was two different petitions, but they responded with one response. Yeah, yeah. They, same canned response. Yes, which was, not every mention of God in public is a breach to the wall of separation. Context matters. And, and I'm quoting, by the way, quote, that's why President Obama supports the use of the words under God in our Pledge of Allegiance and in God We Trust on our currency. These phrases represent the important role religion plays, religion plays in American public life while we continue to recognize and protect the rights of secular Americans. So basically, you know, they're not going to do anything. Uh, and of course, <laughs> uh, yesterday, today, yesterday, today, yesterday. Yesterday was the vote in the House of Representatives so on reauthorizing, reaffirming, Reaff yeah, reaffirming a reaffirmation of the, In God We uh, Trust God as the national, national motto. motto. Yes. And to promote its uh, display Play in, in public, public buildings and schools across the country. Yes. Isn't that nice? That's great. And there were nine dissenters. Only nine. Uh, on, on that. Only yeah, nine. what, 290-something to nine? 396 oh, to nine. Oh, my gosh. Uh, but the, the, the two dissenters that there, – there is a dissenting opinion that, that is available online that was uh, written by Gerald Nadler, or maybe Nadler. He's a Democrat from New York. Uh, but, but the amazing one was Justin Amash. He's a Republican from Michigan, and he said – The lone Republican. The lone Republican. Voted against and it. I also – before I get on to uh, Amish's – I, I've, I've said that three different ways now. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, representative, well, if you are listening, please call us and let us know now, I, the I wrote, pronunciation. I, of your I name. wrote a letter to our representative here from San Antonio, who is Lamar Smith, who voted for it, uh, and I told yeah. him that I was very disappointed that that he would even consider this. And um, Representative Amish <laughs> said. And I quote, the fear that unless in God we trust is displayed throughout the government, Americans will somehow lose their faith in God is a dim view of the profound religious convictions many citizens have. The faith that inspired many of the founders of this country, the faith I practice, is stronger than that. Trying to score political points with unnecessary resolutions should not be Congress's pr priority. And I agree wholeheartedly with that. Uh, they, they, the House has come back and they're coming down on Obama for, for making this a, a big deal. I think it's a big deal. They claim that they only spent about 20 minutes on it, which I believe it because they're not thinking. They probably just <laughs> spent 20 minutes voting. Voting. So they're wasting time. It, it was yeah. completely yeah. unnecessary. You voted him. I say vote whoever, whoever – it doesn't matter if he's Republican or Democrat. Whoever is your congressperson, vote against him. <laughs> Except for the, the nine. Except for the night, unless that person that's running against them is batshit crazy. Yeah, there <laughs> was a nice well, you know, because the, the, the I mean, it's not like we don't have you know all of those issues that they've been trying so hard are already solved. You know, like you know the debt crisis and college tuition and and all of those things were solved. So obviously there was a reason. Yeah, yeah. there wasn't. Well, because they're not solved. Well, well, there there are some interesting responses, some some positive responses. From the petitions, because one of the petitions was a national sales tax that increases tax burdens for middle class families, the fair tax. 
so uh, people wanted to support the so-called fair tax. And I agree with their ruling on this. The fair tax, however, is inconsistent with the goals of making uh, making it fair. Uh, it will replace income, payroll, and estate taxes with national sales taxes, and um, you would be paying taxes on everything. Sounds like Herman's Cain's 999 thing. Uh, right, which was actually, um, I, was a, I think it was a, a German economist that read that. And that's where he got the name from. Nine. He said, Will this work? And he said, nine, nine, nine. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not my joke. Okay. Okay. So George George Bush, the previous president, he had a bipartisan. W or WH? George W. Uh, bipartisan advisory panel on tax reform concluded that increasing sales tax, that a national sales tax would increase taxes on a typical median income by $5,000 or 36%, and it would cut the share of federal taxes paid by the top 1% of Americans by more than 40%. So suddenly, again, the middle class and the lower class. What, le- what is left of the middle class. Right. It, you just, you're just wiping them out. So it raises burdens on the middle class families. And asks less from the people who can actually literally afford okay. it. So that was a petition. That was a petition. To implement fair and tax. And they, they denied it. They, they said, no, we're not going to do a so-called fair tax by having just... Okay. Uh, Sounds uh, like Perry's cross. flat tax thing, too. Exactly. That's exactly what that yeah. is. Uh, then they also responded to uh, take action to reduce the burden of student loan debt. Uh, they, they were actually literally asking, forgive student loan debt to stimulate the economy and usher in a new area of innovation, entrepreneurship, and prosperity. And they said, no, we're not going to just dismiss all the debt, but what we are going to do is we're going to have an income-based repayment policy. So if you spend $23,000, which is sort of the average borrowing, uh, student borrowing, they will... Um, spread that instead of over 10 years, they'll spread it over 25 years. They'll reduce um, the how much you have to pay. It's usually 15% of discretionary income. They're going to reduce that to 10%. And then after 25 years, it's forgiven. So you're still paying on it, uh, but they will eventually forgive it after 25 years of paying. I think that's a good idea. You're still, I mean, because it's not free, so people are still getting their money. Um, but and if you end up making a bunch of money, you're paying everything back right. pretty quickly. So exactly. So if, if it you just sets a cap in case so it doesn't kill you while you're right. trying to find a job. Right. So people right. go into like social work, which yeah. is not a high paying job. They can actually yeah. get the degree, get a job, and then yeah. then repay. So this money. reduction is based purely on their income, income once income. they start working. Right. Okay, yeah. Yeah. makes perfect sense. Cap ten percent of their income. Well, it, I, I'm glad to hear something along those lines because it sounded it was starting to sound like each and every petition. They were just saying, no, 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 no. That's exactly right. So there's two more that I have printed out. One is the repealing the Discriminatory Defense of Marriage Act, rather. Repeal that. They're going to. Yay. We already knew that. Well, except the administration can't do anything. Yeah. Congress has to do that. My bad. My bad. They're actually going to change it to he's supporting the Respect for Marriage Act. What what is that? <laughs> no, no, that's a new one. I think I think it's a new what, one. It, well, actually, that would repeal. Don't, DO, don't yeah, and uh, it would require other states to recognize marriages. Right, in, it in would US, basically right? enact the decision of Loving versus Virginia. Yeah, so I just I well, just, that like, would be good. It's not defense of marriage; it's respect of marriage. 
So but, yes, because gay marriage is so troubling to marriage. Unlike Kim Kardashian's 70... Yeah, I knew that one was going to come up. Sorry. Right. Well, I, had to... I mean, or even the Britney Spears one that got an old... Granted, that was a Vegas wedding. Or, yeah, pretty much every Vegas wedding. <laughs> but but interestingly enough, the president and the attorney general determined that Section 3 of the uh, Defense of Merit Act is unconstitutional. I mean, it's discriminatory. So that's kind of cool. Didn't they say... Obama's administration already said that they were going to stop... Defending right. DOMA in yeah. court a few months yeah. ago. Yes. But Boehner so, is pushing for federal prosecutors to still do it. Yeah, that ain't going to happen. Because we need la- to spend more government money on this shit. That's right. Hey, hey you know, you know, small government. That's exactly what the Republicans are going for. Yes, just so small that it can fit inside a vagina. <laughs> right, we're not even going to talk about the one that's going on in Kansas. No, we're not going to talk about that. I'll just cut this part out. No, I won't. What about Kansas? <clears throat> um, okay, fine. They they have a, a law that they're trying to pass that says life begins at conception. The personhood law. Personhood. Yes. Yeah. I thought that was yeah. Mississippi. Oh, it's Mississippi. Mississippi. It is yeah. Mississippi. Yeah. Let me let me let me rephrase that. I believe it's in Mississippi. Yeah, Mississippi. You know what, Gary? Screw you, no, no, Mr. No. Editor. No. I'm going to edit that. <laughs> Mississippi. So in Mississippi. They have a uh, per, the personhood <laughs> act. That's, yeah. uh life begins at conception, and that's going to basically Whoa. stop all abortions, all, all abortions across and all, the board, and a lot of birth control too. Birth yeah. control fertility, can be taken fertility, fertility clinics. So yeah, what happens problems. when you when you do the uh, uh, these people in vitro? Are, I don't want to say anything for, bad about. Mississippians, I, I, I could make some really in general bad yeah. jokes. But this is, um, Does that not mean smart. that blowjobs are cannibalism? Because it's not a fertilized egg. <laughs> it's got to be fertilized. Sorry. No, I'm well, just saying. I mean, I, you no, know, you're kind of right. You know, dropping the seed on the ground. That I mean, that's the next step. That's the next step. Now, now it's like yeah. anybody that gets. They, man, that's a biblical law. You know, <laughs> we're not we're not going we're not going to go there. I'm gonna, Okay, so you got any more petitions? You can keep a little bit of mention of it. Yeah. You got any more petitions? And there's yeah, there's one more. Okay. Which is uh, may raise the ire of some people. Okay. Uh, and it's um, what what the federal government has to say about legalizing marijuana. Oh, I'm doing that one. You're doing that one. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm sure you I, are. I, I, <laughs> So there was a. Um, this was actually the biggest petition. That that was the one that uh, it was the, the most, most responded to. And, and in fact, before you go on, every time that uh, I'm, I'm I've liked Lamar Smith's um, Facebook profile page, or whatever. Whenever he posts anything, someone's comments. What about H H Bill twenty seven thirty five or whatever it is about the legalization of marijuana? Do that, and they're they're just hammering the guy. <laughs> really, it's really freaking. Oh, that's great. It is, but it's just kind of like. Can you stay a little bit on topic? Okay. okay. Yeah. So sure. anyway, hey, wait, when wait, they get wait. off off topic on on Facebook, what did what, uh, what what did they say? There was a fairly okay. reasonable petition in there regarding not not just purely legalizing marijuana, but legalizing and regulating it. Yes, that's yes. this one. Okay. Um, this is right. from Normal. This is uh, the, this was written by the uh, National Association for the Reform of Medi- uh, Marijuana Laws. And um, it states, um, Dude. legalize no. <laughs> and regulate marijuana in a manner similar to alcohol. We the people want to know 
when we can have our perfectly legitimate discussion on marijuana legalization. Marijuana prohibition has resulted in the arrest of over 20 million Americans since 1965, countless lives ruined, hundreds of billions of tax dollars squandered, and yet this policy still failed to achieve its stated goals, stated goals of lowering use rates, limiting the drugs access, and creating safer communities. Um, isn't it time to legalize and regulate marijuana in a manner similar to alcohol? If not, please explain why you feel that the continued criminalization of cannabis will achieve the results in the future that has never achieved in the past. So that is the petition. And um, the, um, it, the response was written by the, uh, what the heck I is think that? it was a Gil? drug czar. Yeah, he's like the drug czar. <laughs> oh, my Gil God, Zorkowski. And he's, he's communist of the of the drug control agency, whatever. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> well, you know, that's kind of appropriate considering that the head of faith-based initiatives is the guy who wrote the, the In God We Trust response. response. <laughs> yes. I mean, come on. <laughs> that guy, I mean, have someone to understand separated church and state to actually write <laughs> the response. <laughs> right. um, and let's have someone who is, whose job is not to actually never allow marijuana to uh, write this response. Right. But um, what I want to talk about is some claims that they make in the response. Okay? And, and I can't go through the whole thing. It's a, it's a very lengthy response, and a lot of it has to do with medical marijuana. I'm not going to get into that. We, we'll, we will post a link on our Facebook page, and you can read it. It's, it's a fascinating read. Yeah. Specifically, I'm going to get to there's six claims that they make in the first couple of paragraphs, and that it is addicting, it is associated with respiratory disease, it causes cognitive impairment. It is a significant source of voluntary drug treatment admissions and five visits to emergency rooms. And its potency, potency has tripled over the last 20 years, raising some concerns. Okay. Now, uh, the normal website has some great uh, debunking of these claims. And they have actual links to actual medical studies. Yes. And they have was, graphs. Yeah. It, it's, it was kind of fascinating because you... A lot, a lot of times it's basic assertions and you have to go find it yourself yeah. and you realize that they may have lied. Yeah. But these, they, they, um. Yeah, and they actually showed us links to where the administration is getting this information and why that information is wrong. First, let's start with addiction, okay? Um, there, they, there's a, there's a bar graph here showing the differences in addiction rates between different substances, okay? And at the top of the graph, uh, tobacco is at 32%. So 32% of the people who have I'm sorry, yeah, who, who start smoking become dependent on tobacco. And at the bottom is caffeine at 9%. Uh, cannabis is tied with caffeine at 9% on the yeah. addiction scale. It's nowhere near as addictive as alcohol or yeah. tobacco. And not only is it not near, the percentage is low. Um, the, the Institute of Medicine calls the addiction uh, uh, withdrawal uh, mild and short-lived with some restlessness, some irritability as your major symptoms. Um, so I just don't think that that's worthy of, of anything. I mean, and, and I think that irritability just comes from, well, if they're not smoking pot anymore, they're not as hungry anymore. And I get pretty <laughs> irritable when I haven't eaten in a while, too. So, so I think the addiction part is just dumb. I mean, it's hardly, barely addictive. It's it, just if it has heavy. any addictive qualities, it's nowhere near any of the other illicit drugs or the legal drugs. Yeah. It says if you have an addictive personality, you can get addicted to anything. Yes, yeah. so, yeah. especially anything that it doesn't seem to be good. chemically addicting. Right. It's psychologically right. addicting, if at all. No. Just like 
My lovely caffeine. Um, associated with respiratory disease, that's the hardest one to kind of debunk because there are... I, I, you I pub you are this. inhaling smoke when you do pub. I did PubMed this and I looked for studies and there, it, there seems to be some consensus that there's maybe a higher rate of upper respiratory well, I think disease, it is, but not serious disease. We're talking about colds and flus. I, I think it'll cause... It doesn't have... It'll cause the same amount as smoking cigarettes. Just because you're putting stuff in your lugs and it's going to damage yeah. the lungs. And I think they associated like a pack a day smoker with maybe a three joint a day smoker as far as the same damage. So light to moderate smoking is probably has no effect on your. And a lot of people who do pot don't do, you know, like the equivalent of a two or three a pack a day smoker. No. They smoke once a while on weekends right. or something like that. There are uh, significant. I know ma- people okay, who, who yes. do at least. But they do like one joint a day. Right. There are plenty of people who do a lot of pot. But the significant majority of people that I, not being a drug taker, have run into do it every once in a while. Oh, hey, we're going to a concert. We'll take a hit. Like social drinking. But but let's get them that. Let's say chronic users maybe got some lung problems and some, you know. Yeah, but chronic users of sugar have problems, too. Exactly. I agree. Yeah, it's called being fat. So the next one is cognitive (laughs) impairment. Now, the... um, Dude. (laughs) What? They actually uh, link the the response, the petition response, actually is uh, linking to a um, study from, or a fact sheet from 1996... Um, saying that there's some uh, co- a study about how shuffling cards and try to remember cards. Okay, that was the cognitive impairment study. Uh, well, that you'd they think did. that Vegas would be all for it then. Now, um, <laughs> Normal has posted eight separate studies since the, in the past ten years, starting with 2001, that have failed to show any cognitive impairment uh, of marijuana smokers. Now, there may be some. Other studies out there, they may be cherry-picking, but why is the government now posting this one study from 1996 when we've got a lot better data since then? We have MRIs, we have fMRIs now, which we weren't doing back then, and so on. So, Well, I was a well, little bit... Well, they can just go back to, you know, and watch the Spicoli movie, and there's yeah. all your proof right there. <laughs> I was a little bit more willing to take their their point on this because, I mean, anecdotally... People take drugs because it affects their their brain. Yes. Yeah. It makes you feel good, so it does affect your brain chemically, which may impair you in some way. And yeah. and this petition, I was really happy um, seeing that it focused a lot on, well, let's regulate it the same way we do tobacco and yeah. alcohol. So that in that way, we don't want to have underage kids doing it. And in the, in, in the cognitive impairment thing... You probably shouldn't smoke and drive. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So exactly. You know, recognize that and, it and does you affect about, your brain, sure, but and maybe you can talk not about impairment. Impairment, but it also yeah. can be enhanced. It also probably just doesn't turn you into a drooling fool right. having done and, it. And there's a great quote here uh, from Normal that says, um, after posting all these studies, they say, "Forgive, forgive the overkill, but as an organization that has that is honored to have regular cannabis consumer Carl Sagan's." Widow Ann Duran, as the advisory board member, were particularly offended when the government claims science says that regular cannabis consumers are stupid. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So let's go to the next one. Um, Significant source of voluntary drug treatment admissions. This sounded kind of damning when you first see it. And that's um, 
there's a couple of charts here that the, the uh, petition response uh, goes to. And marijuana, is, according to this, is 21% of all drug-related voluntary admissions of drug treatment. To rehab. Yeah. But if you look at the second chart right next to it, you know there's a serious problem with their numbers that jumped right out at me. They took the marijuana, that's 21% marijuana users, and they said, when's the last time you've used weed? 37% of them haven't smoked in 30 days. So why are they going into drug treatment if they haven't smoked for 30 days at all? <laughs> it makes you wonder what voluntary means. So Normal dug into this and found out that voluntary includes you either go to jail or you get treatment. Court-ordered court rehab. Court-ordered, all these court-ordered, employer-ordered, and really truly voluntary is only like 15% of that 21%. So now we're getting down to 2 to 3%. And this goes back of to the addiction issue. Truly voluntary of, the, of all drug... Wait, uh, so you're saying that, that 15% are court-ordered? No, I'm saying... Um, 15% are 15% actually... are truly voluntary, where there was no coercion by uh, employer or courts... They, they or, said that 57% of people who come in are court-ordered to do rehab because they were caught doing drugs. Oh, yeah. So and that's nearly 60%. Other, and, and then there are other yeah. coercive, coercive things, and, and truly voluntary is only 15% of that, of that 21%. Okay. So and, this is, I think, just a, a, a bullshit number. It, it's not a significant uh, voluntary Voluntary admission for rehab, which doesn't even make sense to me because it doesn't seem that it would. Be. And and I've really never heard of someone going to rehab. I mean, yes, it's just anecdotal, but purely for marijuana. Yeah. Maybe you know, well, like that's... maybe like their um, um, Jason Muse from Jay and Silent Bob kind of guy who does pot. And does you know oxycontin? You're exactly right. <laughs> he goes You're exactly to right. Rehab and look at the first chart. It says that chart is primary and secondary substances. Yeah. So if you're in there for crack, and you also smoke weed, weed counts. Yeah, it's on a this secondary chart. reason. And there is something to be said for marijuana being quote unquote a gateway drug. Yeah, there are plenty of people who go to pot and just stop. But there also are people who go to pot and say, well, I guess I'll try this other yeah, thing but, as mean, well. It, it, but it's not it's not a foregone conclusion that you're going to do pot and then you're going to do heroin. Well, by, I mean, simply by, by that, marijuana being, of course, illegal. But you would think, yes. then, you would think then that, that alcohol would be. Because at some point, perhaps alcohol is given the buzz you need. So That's you try true. Pot. And Smoking so, is a gateway drug yeah. to so, marijuana. Right. Yeah. <laughs> So, you know, you're already smoking a cigarette, you know, at the bar, so you might as well just, just smoke a joint and stuff, and it, hey, you get both things at the same time. So I'm going to try to quickly go through these last so, two, cause, because I've been talking about this in a while. Emergency room visits, there's problems with that number as well, because it counts as a drug-related emergency visit if you have any anything in your urine. If you mention pot, they count as a drug. Re you could have been there because you broke your arm, you fell. Uh, but if you've smoked marijuana... In the last week, yeah, whatever. that was that was a drug great related. damning argument to say. I could have broken my leg, but just because I happened to test positive for THC, it's yeah. not why I went to the emergency. Yeah. And room. I wonder, you know, I've always wondered if if that correlation does not imply yeah. causation. And like car accidents, I, I always wonder about those when they say this alcohol related percent of alcohol related car accidents. You know, just if somebody's had a beer, 
Do they count that? You know, yes. how do you know if you test, if it's related to the alcohol? Yeah, if anyone you, has any kind of alcohol, whether it's related to it or not. So those numbers way, are all yeah. Inflated. If you test hot in any way, shape, or form, all those even numbers if are, even if you're on, under the limit, even it is counted as an alcohol-related yeah. accident. Okay. Because even a little bit can affect your your reaction. But if you're parked in the parking lot and somebody rear-ends you or something, yeah. right? Well, exactly. It's a because the argument, you have to pay extra for that. Yeah. <laughs> so that that's the problem with those numbers. And then the last one that the potency is increased, I say so what? Over over 15 yeah. years, um they exaggerated the increase because they put they they included um hash oil and hash, which is a concentrated form. And I like normal said so that's like putting a couple of road scholars in an 8th grade history <laughs> class and grading on a curve. It makes no sense. When you pull that out, the numbers aren't nearly as as big and it's you know, so what? People adjust. It's not like you're well, injecting something. Or as, as I point out, it's the same thing as tobacco. Tobacco has got a lot more potent in the last uh, century as well, simply because of the way that they've been growing it. There's no difference. I found it interesting, the other example they put in there saying, okay, if pot's more potent, that means people are going to smoke fewer joints to get yeah. to that high. Right. right. You know, if you have, you know, your backyard crappy pot. I don't know what the hell you call it. I don't know the terminology. Even though I went to nearly 40 Grateful Dead shows, I have no idea. <laughs> well, in the article, they, but they, if, they call if, it ragweed. Okay, yeah. If you buy really <laughs> bad stuff, you gotta buy. You got to smoke two bags worth of it to get the same high as yeah. really well-grown medical-grade yeah. marijuana. They say nowadays, okay, yeah. regular marijuana is as potent as Sensamia was back 15 years ago. And Sensamia is about twice as potent as it was then. And it's not which like, no big from what I understand about pot, you're not trying to increase higher and higher and higher and right. higher. You get to a level and you are high. You're and not going to get more high than that. People are overdosing on it. You know? Yeah. They're not. So. Now, you know, I, I, I come from all of this in that I have never done pot or any Ill illegal drugs. I don't, the calculus in my brain doesn't make sense to me. I think it's silly to do these drugs. I don't need it, whatever. But I'm also come from the liberal point of view of as long as I don't have to deal with it, as long as you're not driving super high or drunk or whatever, I don't care what you do to yourself. Right. So I, I think normal in the way they phrase this petition and how they argued the points in this article, you know, made a lot of good, rational points of view. And, it you know, I've made the joke a couple times in the last 15 minutes of, dude, but... They're not making the stupid stoner, stupid stoner arguments, and that's the really that's the best way to go about doing something like this. What I don't like, you know, they they preface this whole response that we're going to do what the science says. We're not going to judge the, this. The government gonna, said yeah, that. The, yeah. the government response says we're not going to base this on ideology. We're going to base it on the science, and then they throw out a bunch of shit science. <laughs> and this is what we see. You know, you have a point of view. And then you scramble and you cherry pick the science to meet that point of view. And that sure looks like what they're doing because there's no way in hell they're going to try to legalize marijuana. So they're right. going to throw yeah. out some shit because science. That's a, that's it's, a slippery it's, slope. It's a political third rail. Well, right. Yeah. Well, because, okay, it's a slippery slope, legalize marijuana or start controlling it. <laughs> I love the fact they call it a controlled substance. It's uncontrolled. Uh, but... <laughs> So you legalize more, well, then you have to legalize all of the other drugs, which I think, still think that's a good idea, you know, because you get the tax money, you you know who's doing it, so you can keep an eye on them, you know, you can also make sure that you know are they the ones that 
you know, that are doing the bad stuff because they're, they're buying it legally. And you can have people well, like bartenders who say, you know what, you've had enough, I'm not going to sell you anymore. Right. Yeah, I don't know. I think there's, I think there's, I think there are good arguments to be made for making some drugs illegal. I think, but I don't think there's a good argument for making marijuana illegal. Yeah. So we disagree there. Yeah. Unfortunately, you, it's a gray area. I think area. the intoxication point can reach a dangerous level on, on some of these drugs. Well, uh, of course it can. I mean, you can you can OD on on the harder drugs, yeah. but you can you can OD you know you can uh, on Amy Winehouse over over the counter drugs, <laughs> right? But Amy Winehouse, who basically OD'd on alcohol, yeah, yeah. Still, I think there's a... you could probably OD on pot if you hermetically sealed the room and just. Burned up a lot of pot and and basically you couldn't breathe anymore because it was all pot (laughs) smoke. But you really have to try hard, I would imagine, to overdose on pot. Um, Now there was another petition. This just kind of links into this. Is Chris Rota was trying to get everyone to sign the military, um, the the one for not discriminating against atheists in the military. And she said, we're almost there, we're almost there. She goes, if a bunch of pot smokers can get through this registration process and sign, <laughs> if that many pot smokers can do that, you guys can do it too. And some people got offended. She goes, no, I didn't mean it's not important. It's just that it, sometimes pot smokers can't get through, you know, probably maybe we'll quit halfway through this yeah. laborious registration process. But somehow at my college, they were always able to order pizzas from the late night pizza place. Unfortunately, the pizza place, they were also smoking pot, so they always got everybody's order <laughs> wrong, even if you weren't stoned. <laughs> okay, yeah. so um, I guess we can move on. That, this that... one's a disappointment. It's not a disappointment, because I knew now, they wouldn't. Are, are there still petitions running out there for other issues? Oh, yeah. There's, there's yeah, there's, there's a bunch of them. I'm trying to remember the ones I've signed. we got to see the one about releasing all the information about aliens <laughs> and mind control. <laughs> which, Those are in which, there. funny enough... Uh, someone had posted on uh, Lamar Smith's um, Facebook about that, and she was. <laughs> oh yeah. I, it, it had, and she was posting on. Uh, See, so he was talking about jobs and this job fair he's got coming up. And she's like, "Why don't you tell us about the aliens?" <laughs> you know, effectively, is like, "Oh my." <laughs> so uh, apropos of nothing, it's just out of the blue. Yeah, I didn't realize. Well, we'll we'll keep looking at these, uh, monitoring these responses. And give them to you as they come. And they will bring them to you, our Skeptic Wire customers. So let's move on. Lightning round. Lightning round. Lightning round. Okay, uh, Gary. Oh, hey, me. Go. (laughs) No, we can't. Right. (laughs) Yes, the FCC is going to start cracking down on. Uh, churches who are broadcasting on television. Wow. Why? What did they do? They're do they not do now? closed captioning. <laughs> Why that, not? That's it? <laughs> that's it. Uh, because it costs money. And did some they get of these. Some... Oh, go ahead. Well, I, I think they have somebody actually typing it up because they don't have, like, that Google auto. Oh, I would love that. <laughs> auto captioning. Uh, the, the auto captioning that Google yeah. has on a church broadcast? That'd be great! <laughs> <laughs> Come so on, Google, step it up. I'd actually have... watch it for the entertainment. So a lot audience. of these televised so would that services be like the are... bad lip reading. Yes. Yeah. So okay. a lot of these televised services are probably mega churches that bring in a lot of money anyway. Uh, so actually, small to medium size. Oh, okay. The mega churches, if they broadcast, they can afford such things. So did they think they could get away with this? Or well, did they have some they kind of were, exemption? Or, I mean, like... they, they've been avoiding doing it. 
because it's, it's money. So they were granted an ex- exemption. Oh, okay. And then uh, in 2006, and um, <laughs> there's a there's a commission decision known as Angler's Order for the Anglers for Christ Ministry Program that argued for the exemption from the rules. And so they're just going to go back and they're going to start charging them and, and either shutting them down or charging uh, finding them. So they didn't get the exemption. Uh, the exemption has lapsed. Oh, it's lapsed. Yeah. Okay. They say they have to because everyone knows that you got to get the captioning correct. Donna, nice job, go. Gary. Okay, chocolate. Apparently, chocolate is. I love chocolate. Halloween. We t- we like chocolate. <laughs> this is a tootsie rolls. Halloween story. I just had a tootsie roll. Well, sorta. It might actually make you not want to eat chocolate again. Um, <gasps> scientists are working on determining the basically the aromatic compounds that go into chocolate. Is it and, like love and, and sunshine and, sugar and, and happiness? No, apparently it's. And let me get this. Some of the molecules found were the number two and three yes. methyl butanoic yes. acids, Ooh, which awesome. produce a sweaty rancid odor, dimethyl trisulfide, which is the same as cabbage, and two ethyl and three point five dimethyl pyrazine, which is the same smell in potato chips. Okay, I, I, I can do you know because cabbage that's like uh, you know German food. Right. But basically, they took 25 compounds and started mixing them together and trying to recreate the smell of chocolate. So, obviously, when these compounds combine, they come up with a completely different smell than their original. Yes. It's, that's really interesting. It's cool. It is cool. The, the sum of the parts is greater than the So, that means if I sweat, I can, I can rub cabbage and what was the other one? Rub potato cabbage chips. under your arm. And, cabbage and potato chips. And smell like chocolate. Chips. Yeah, you know, right. like chocolate. The goal of the work, though, was to <laughs> find ways to tweak the cacao bean fermentation and roasting process to develop even better tasting Artificial? chocolate. Uh, Artificial? Okay. Greg. <laughs> All right. In exactly. Orange County, the Backyard Skeptics Group has put up yet another atheist billboard. And the there's a little bit of a controversy about it, but it's not about you know Christians following it with another billboard or um, people defacing the billboard or anything. What's the controversy? The controversy is that the quote on the billboard, along with a picture of Thomas Jefferson, says, "I do not find in Christianity one redeeming feature. It is founded on fables and mythology." Well, there's only one problem with that. There's no proof that Thomas Jefferson ever wrote or said anything along those lines. Well, no, he said things along those lines. Well, that quote. He did yes. not say that. Basically, they the someone checked in with the uh, Monticello organization that the has the Jefferson Library, and basically, a lot of people attribute this to a letter between um, Jefferson and Doctor Woods from 1906, uh, a book in 1906 written about this letter. And, you know, there's no proof of it at all. And, you know, Bruce Gleason from the Backyard Skeptics, to his credit, said, you know, you're absolutely right. I should have done the research before I put his billboard up. He agreed that Monticello was a better authoritative source. And then he made a mistake. But he's not helping when you do stupid things like that. You know, you have to check your sources. I mean, one of the things from reading uh, Liars for Jesus... Mulligan. Is you have to check your sources. 
Because yeah. everyone is making up quotes from the founders to back their own <laughs> positions. Yeah. And uh, the internet is not a really good source. <laughs> no. Well, there's a quote, I saw there's... another one this week where someone put up a, a quote from James Madison to support the 99 percenters about the accumulation of wealth. And it, he never said it. Well, the important thing is to remember that Abraham Lincoln quote. Yeah. Don't believe every quote you read on the internet. Absolutely. Yes. Which I still think was Socrates. <laughs> okay, my turn. Okay, now there's going to be a, a film coming out in 2012 that I think we are, need to be watching. 2012! It's oh, called no! Revelation of the, of the Mayans, 2012 and Beyond. And there's um, a real shocker in this movie. <clears throat> and there's a picture there's here. There's a picture here yes, of absolutely. that was taken. Um, it's very old. There's a, like a car from the 40s. It looks like it's out in the jungle, and there's this giant head about three or four times the height of the car. Like 25 <clears throat> feet high. And um, according to <clears throat> some researcher here, he says this is proof of extraterrestrial um, uh, colonization of that area between 3,500 and 5,000 B.C. And this oh. is better than anything that could have been made by any pre-Mayan civilization ever on earth ever ever and not only here's the shocker but he says he's got stephen hawking on his side and is helping with the film and that stephen hawking agrees that this is an alien race because stephen hawking is not only is a, a well-known physicist he is also an excellent archaeologist I love the quote of the filmmaker that said, it was created by an extraordinary and superior civilization with awesome knowledge of which there is no record of existence on this planet. Exactly. And That's how awesome they were. He contradicted himself in his exactly. own sentence. I like this quote. This explains Mulligan. why these big fucking monuments are all over the world. <laughs> That's a quote? It's yeah. Awesome. He dropped the F-bomb in the quote. Well, well I, it's it's very um, Eric, Dan, Eric Van... Von Daniken, um, Chariot of the Gods. Okay. So. By the way, well, we can't look at this statue because there's a government conspiracy. They, they took it and it's, it, yeah. they moved it. And it's oh, I want to see Hawking's uh, off-road chair. <laughs> I bet that's awesome. <laughs> okay. Uh, Gary. Yo. Cyclops. So. <laughs> we, they found the Cyclops. It was so cool. Um, a guy... Uh, uh, where was he? Off the coast uh, in the Gulf of California earlier this summer. It's been floating around for a little while on Facebook and stuff like that. Yeah, but uh, Scientific American just posted about it on the 21st of October. And this guy caught a, a uh, dusky shark, a bull shark. Oh, curse the luck. What kind of shark? He got a shark. A medium-sized shark. Yes, kind of medium-sized shark, and they cut it open. To see if there was another shark inside of it. And there were, because it was a mama shark. Like one of those Russian nesting dolls. Yes, absolutely. And they cut that one open. They found a little uh, little guy, and they cut that in the little shark. Okay. <sighs> anyway, so it cut it open, and they found a the fetus of a cycloptic shark. And there's pictures out there, and it's real. It's really cool. Uh, there will be a posting uh, in the show notes and on the blog. Uh, of, Facebook or whatever. Uh, yeah, on Facebook for, for this. But it's, they, it's bizarre. It's, a, it's real. It's weird. It's freaky looking. Looks like the dude from Monsters, Inc. It does. Uh, and it's a it, small it's, shark. But it's real. They, they, they it's also it. an albino shark. Well, is it? Because it's, it's a... Well, it's, it's pale white. Yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, I just figure it was a fetus. But they're saying that 
it probably wouldn't have lived because you know it can't really it won't be able to see properly. But the IO actually works. I or found fascinating discussing with people at work about the idea of most of the time you'd think a mutation, if it would only develop one eye, it'd still be on one side. Yeah. But this mutation, it's smack dab in the middle. Like mm-hmm. whatever signals that go off in the brain to in the fetus to develop an eye started all in the middle and just didn't spread apart to their separate places or yeah, something like be. that. It, but there, there was a kitten that was born cyclopically. And, and that one, unfortunately, died very quickly uh, soon after. So when, when deformities like this happen, uh, they don't really exist very long in nature. Now, there is also that three, three-eyed cat that has the two, two full heads. Sorry, two yeah. heads that shares an eye. And, and that one's lived for the longest of any. So generally mutations are bad, but um, we have no idea if this one was, was going to. They're interesting to look at. It and they'll is. probably teach us something. I think so. All right. Okay, who's next? Donna. Donna. Yes, uh, star from the 80s, uh, Daniel J. Travanti. He played Captain Ferrillo on um, Hill Street Blues. Apparently is batshit crazy and doesn't believe that there are any atheists in foxholes. He recently sent an email to Ellen Beth Watts, a Florida's atheist, who's been pretty much harassed by um, the Polk County Sheriff's Department there's a zealot in his. And so he just went on this whole thing about where are the atheists in foxholes and this like really random letter yeah. about, you know, conspiracies in Hollywood with Jews and all this jazz. I was just like, the level of batshit crazy is like. Too bad there's uh, no organization out there actually called atheists in foxholes. Oh, wait, I think there is. <laughs> but actually, there is an update to the story. Um,. The guy who's running um, Rock Beyond Belief is the guy who led this story. Um, he actually encouraged people to email Daniel J. Trevani and say, look, there really are. And it's gotten a response back. Um, basically, he's all like, yeah, I've been drinking again. <laughs> oh, good. He's apologetic. That's good. Right. Basically, good. Um, he had fallen off the wagon. and Was he drinking with Mel Gibson or something? <laughs> he came all that's trolly. kind of what I was thinking. But, you know, that's so, I mean, now um, everybody is encouraging this guy Yay. to go back into therapy, back into AA, back into whatever he needs just to kind of figure it out. So, okay. Yay. Um, Greg. Shape shifting. Yes. Um, apparently in Zimbabwe, a man named Sunday Moyo, 28, from Mandava Township in, I'm not going to even pr- try to pronounce that area name. He was arrested um, last Sunday. Um, I'm t- not sure when this was posted, but fairly recently. He was arrested for um, basically performing a sex act on an animal inside his yard. It was a, it was a donkey that had been tied by the neck to a tree. Uh, and it was lying on the ground and basically... It's not a sex act, it's interspecies erotica. Yes, he was he was <laughs> caught basically having sex with this donkey, and um, he's recently started coming to trial, and his response is kind of interesting. He told the judge, Your Worship, I only came to know that I was being intimate with a donkey when I got arrested. I had hired a prostitute and paid U.S. $20 for the service at downtown nightclub, and I don't know how she then became a donkey. <laughs> so his defense is... You got sober, maybe? <laughs> this donkey is actually a shape-shifting prostitute. Awesome. Hey, it he, isn't he in love with the... 
Yes, donkey he has since pronounced, um, I think I am also a donkey, and I do not huh. know what happened when I left the bar, but I am seriously in love with the donkey. Wow. So That's some, that's some good... That's some good ass. That, and apparently those are some really good drugs that they sell down at the downtown nightclub. I don't know how much time well, I have. Well, you know but... what? I think that we should wish them a nice and happy something. Yeah. Whatever. This okay. is what everybody who's against gay marriage is always pointing to. Yeah. Okay. Last story. Okay. Spatial temporal reasoning. The ability to visualize spatial patterns and mentally manipulate them over a time-ordered sequence of spatial transformations. Got that? <laughs> that is that is spatial temporal reasoning. <clears throat> that is important because that is what the uh, ability that is supposedly enhanced according to what is called the Mozart effect. We've kind of talked about the Mozart effect on this show a little bit before, and I was kind of supportive of that maybe, you know, listening to music and have some short-term benefits if you're preparing for a test or something like that. So, And I know I've seen some studies that have shown that. So I was kind of nicely surprised to hear a story this morning on Texas Public Radio of another... <laughs> study that has supported that and might have some life-saving uh, uh, benefits. Uh, and, and the study was... Um... <laughs> Go ahead, say it, David. They were trying to study butt cancer. God, I'm trying to say this quickly. Okay. Um, what they did is they were seeing if playing Mozart could help a surgeon identify polyps in co- screening colonoscopies. Okay, and so, so it's a what, secret Mozart code that says, "Look, the it's under that flap." Well, there. I think it's supposed to help you concentrate. So here's the study. Okay, that's the Mulligan. first night. <laughs> first ninety <laughs> seconds. <laughs> okay, so um, they had two endoscopic surgeons. Okay, now they knew the surgeons' base detection rates from their previous work. Okay, and so you have a detection rate is how many. Um, how many of these screenings do they find at least one polyp, okay? And then they had them do 118 more colonoscopies, and uh, randomly some of those were with Mozart and some were without, okay? So, and then then they looked at their detection rate at the end of the trial. So, (laughs) the, the headlines are saying, like, physicians who play... Mozart, while performing colonoscopy, may improve edema detection rate. And the the, uh, uh, Texas Public Radio uh, story says uh, Mozart may save your life. Okay, and so, the thing is, they got so save your life. they've so, got so completely wrong. Is not that the Mozart helps these clinicians find cancer polyps better? It's that Mozart causes cancer. <laughs> If they're uh, finding no, more cancer when Mozart no, is playing, me, it's the cause. I, I disagree. Uh, I I have just based on this, I have in my mind. You know those, uh, they're sort of hand drawings, or not always incomplete of Jesus standing behind like a surgeon uh, or a baseball pitcher. You know, helping them to pitch well or to you know do, do the surgery. You've seen those pictures. Yeah, yeah. Jesus always there. I just have a. And a, a mental image of Mozart now standing behind him going, hey, that's it. <laughs> that looks like a polyp to me. Well, that's one or hypothesis. On the that's one <laughs> hypothesis, Carrie. Um, I think the spirit of Mozart. 
Okay, let me talk about this study for a second, because really you got three numbers. By you the got... way, that's your second 90 seconds. Okay, but I, <laughs> I totally screwed up my first 90 seconds. Um, you've got the base rate that they've determined before the trial, okay, detection rate. And so then you've got, you've got the detection rate while they're listening to Mozart, and then you've got the control, the detection rate during the trial when they're listening to silence, right? Right. So, nothing, right. So they do the trial, and then they compare the rate while listening to Mozart with the, with the control rate, and that's where they find these this really good effect, right? Wait a minute. That's not what they did. <laughs> okay, right. <laughs> that, that's not what they did. Um, here's the quote. Both endoscopists had a higher edema detection rate listening to music when compared with baseline rates. Okay, so what they did is... So any music? No. Oh, okay. No, no, no. They didn't compare it to the control. They compared it to their baseline rate. Of... Okay, that, I, I from before on, on average, oh, Joe Schmo finds oh, so 30%. Words, they could have just got better. Yes, because <laughs> of the... Okay, so I've, I actually said this raised a red flag for me. So I actually got the numbers. I thought I had one of these for everybody. When you look at the numbers... Um, their rates got better whether whether they were listening to music or not. No, first they don't. of all, okay. Right. So she could have just as well said that they had higher edema detection rates listening to no music, because there was an improvement overall whether they listened to music or not. But here's really the alarming thing: one of the two doctors did better without music than with music. <laughs> One of them did better with music than without. One of them did better without music than with. The only way you can get the results in the headline is to throw out the controls entirely. Right. It sounds like there's just a lot of noise in this data. Instead, compare it to the base rate, which is an uncontrolled rate. There's no controls in place. It may have just happened that this one endoscopist had a really... High well, day where there was a lot of patients that had a lot of polyps. Well, I tell you what, this is a lot like throwing out the placebo effect in a drug trial, but this is the Hawthorne effect. If you're not familiar with the Hawthorne effect, that's the effect of the change in people's behavior when they're being studied. And usually, yeah. if you're being studied and measured, you're going to do better. So that's why you cannot compare to your baseline rate. That's why you have controls. That's why they had them do surgeries or, or colonoscopies without the music. And they threw those out. And in every study, every every um, uh, article that talked about this just ignored took their word, ignored it. Said, oh, compared to baseline rates. Yeah, it's typical horrible science reporting. It's and, terrible. And it was an extensive study. Two people. Yeah, two people. <laughs> but it was here in Texas, and it was at the uh, health science, uh, UT Health Science they Center in Houston. They are worse and worse. Because they're... they're uh, I've heard that they are going to start doing uh, doing a homeopathy training and they have a homeopathy oh, seminar gosh. at Bamsey. Well, that's not surprising. Yeah, unfortunately. So it's it's, it's that's something the, we the, need to see what we we're can, getting into we an, a credulous era. This is this is somebody not getting the results. <laughs> that was just a commentary on the on the oh, on the. Okay. Bad this is someone science. not getting the results they want yeah. and just spinning it so they. They can report the results they want. Hmm, Andrew it's, Wakefield much? This is horrible. <laughs> this is really bad. So you see the number, see the, yeah. the little graphs I did there? Uh, yeah. yeah, basically the graph that shows that they use to basically say that the 
the the the data proves their point is shaped like a big ass middle finger. Yeah, I was so. just about to say <laughs> that's pretty much what they're doing to yeah. science. Well, saying, to be fair, you. one of the doctors Mozart really liked. One of the doctors really liked Mozart, and he yeah. went from 21 base rate up to 67. Another possibility but is the other guy. He did better without the music. Another possibility is they're searching for polyps within basically the rectum and the lower intestines, maybe to see if there's cancer. Maybe. You know, and and it's kind of there's a lot of folds going on in there. Maybe the Mozart allowed the patients to relax more, so the polyps were more easily found. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, way <laughs> there's too much another information. Nice hypothesis. You, you really put some thought into that one. Yeah, there you go. I don't think mm-hmm. it has anything. That's okay. Either. Gary can just edit that out, right? <laughs> So yes, okay. As I thought that was interesting because so I went from oh, this is a cool story because this kind of supports what I already thought, and then it damn, didn't. It's horrible, horrible study. This does not change my opinion though because I did look at I did PubMed this and I looked at a lot of studies and there are studies that support increased short-term spatial short reasoning term. function, you know, with. And especially most in Mozart more than they they compare it to other musics and certain types of Mozart rather than <laughs> other types of Mozart. So it's just narrow. well, I think you've right. taken your ninety seconds and milked it for yeah eight well, minutes. Okay, does anybody <laughs> have anything it. else? He, he he put it in a pyramid, uh, embalmed it. Ooh, it's pyramid power. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Any announcements? Anything? Are we done? Um, well, um, we're we're trying to decide next week. Next week, uh, November 9th, is Carl Sagan Day. It's the yes. anniversary of his birth, and I know in some places like Houston and Chicago that people I know there are celebrating something. So maybe go out and find your local skeptics group and see if they're doing anything. And if your skeptics group isn't, go make them do it. Yes, because we like Carl Sagan. Yes, yeah. and oh, you know we're I'm, not doing anything. You know, I yeah. mean. <laughs> You know, uh, there's always well, we're recording seems a podcast. to be. Actually, you know what? I'll, I'll put up. Uh, we'll go out and drink. <laughs> there, there's always an excuse to drink. Yeah. You know, so. <laughs> okay. Good. 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 Bueno. Well, bueno. That wraps it up. Yay! Thanks for listening. Yay! Yay! Thank you. Try to save for everybody. Happy Halloween. Don't smoke pot and drive. Definitely not. The Skeptic Wire podcast theme music is by Oscar Lawn with guest mandolin by Greg Perrine. If you've enjoyed listening to The Skeptic Wire, leave a review on iTunes or leave us a voice message via the PodPosted app for iPhone. Friend us on Facebook or follow us on Twitter at The Skeptic Wire. Follow our blog at skepticwire.blogspot.com or send us an email, skepticwire at gmail.com. You've been listening to The Skeptic Wire. Are we, we're going to go straight into lightning round? Might as well. Sure. Okay. That'll keep Starting us Starting with Gary. Moving fast. And the FCC. Yeah. Crack. What is that? FCC crackdown. Oh. I just wrote. Crack. Crack. Okay. Um, yeah. That's on the religious broadcasters, right? And then yeah. we're going to go. God, that awful story that Donna put up. <laughs> <laughs> that I wanted to forget. Would you like a tattoo roll? <laughs> Mmm, <laughs> <and> sweat. Atheist <laughs> billboard in Orange County. Yeah. Oh, sure. You, you, uh, did you see uh, Chris Rohner's uh, thing of yours? I guess you don't. On free, did you see the Free Thought blogs on that atheist? And, you know, on that one. No. I want to. There's, you know, um, 
the whole thing about quoting our founders, because there it's, was it's a, a double-edged sword. There was a, a Facebook thing that somebody uh, an, from Occupy, one of these Occupy things, and it had James Madison talking about how the country's going to go to ruin when we have too much accumulated wealth in the top, you know, percent. Yeah. I said, I looked it up, Not and true. Snoops had it. He never said it. Yeah, so I right. said, hey, you know, and I linked to the Snoops, and I said, and then, and then the source had already figured out that, hey, we need to take this down because <clears throat> I, right. I can't find anywhere we said it. So quoting founders, I mean, it kind of ties into that. Yeah. I, I don't have time to say that, but if you want to use that example too, it's like you gotta you gotta check your quotes. Yeah. In the environment we're in, everyone's trying to quote the founders to support their own views. Yeah, it doesn't doesn't do any good to. Just fuck it up. Hey, we've been recording. Oops. Yeah, well. Dude, you can put that part in there. <laughs> All um, right.